Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, now in our 16th year on Voice America, and we're so happy to be with you. You know, this program is really about showing you how to turn problems into solutions and live your best life, and that's what I've always done for these many decades in terms of interviewing the most amazing people, and today is no exception. We are talking about mindfulness, which we are hearing a lot about today. I mean, it's as old as as centuries and centuries, and we had monks and uh, biblical, our biblical ancestors were, were using mindfulness naturally, but now we have to be reminded. My guest is Aura Nadrich. She is the founder and president of the Institute for Transformational Thinking, and she's the author of the new book, Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. She's a certified life coach and mindfulness teacher, and she specializes in transformational thinking, self-discovery, and mentoring new coaches as they develop their careers. Welcome, Aura. Hi, Patricia. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Isn't it true? I mean, meditation is as old as forever, and (laughs) now it's all of a sudden in vogue. That's right. Absolutely correct. I mean, these are, what would we call them? You know, yes, they're skill sets. Uh, mindfulness is a quality, it's a capacity that is inherent in all of us, and yet, you're right, they've been around since the beginning of time. You know, perhaps they had different names and different meanings, but I think the essence of it has stood the time, you know, of, of history, if you will, and here we find ourselves utilizing these same age-old concepts, you know, to our benefit. Yeah. Well, humanity is hurting right now, Aura. You know, we have mm-hmm. a me-centric age where many think oh, that their yeah. life's purpose is vying against other people to get their, to their own goals. Yeah. And what you're talking about is, you know, how can we, you know, perceive humanity differently and really through our consciousness, you know, get onto a more positive path. And life is so much more pleasant when we can do that. Absolutely, and I agree with you 100%. You know, we're really at a very, you know, challenging time, you know, and, and, you know, perhaps there have been, as we know, many challenging times throughout history, but we're alive in this moment in time, and I think so many people feel very challenged by it, and so that is why we're seeing this need for how do we cope with it? How do we self-regulate? How do we, you know, really transform and transcend this me-centric time that we're in Mm -hmm. and this disruptive and chaotic time that we're in to be able to keep our own, you know, sanity, if you will? Yeah. So the question is, what is mindfulness? Is it breathing? Is it meditation? Is it OM? Is it walking around the block? Is it being in nature? Or is it all of that? All of the above and much more. Yes, it is. You know, mindfulness, as I said, is a quality, a capacity that is inherent in all of us. And what it means is the ability to be present, the ability to be present in the moment of now, the moment that you're in right this minute, and to be able to be fully aware of the moment. That means yourself in it and everything around you. So whatever it is you're doing, you know, I say, This is something that, of course, you know, people think, oh, this is something I do in meditation, right? 
Yes, you do. You do it in meditation. Meditation is an ability to quiet the mind and to be aware as the observer of our thoughts. But most people do that for only a certain amount of time in the day. And what I really offer up in in my book, Live True, is how do we take this out into our life, out into the world? And I believe that every moment is the opportunity to do that, and everything we do is a meditation. It's not just sitting on a meditation pillow or yoga mat. Everything we do with conscious conscious awareness becomes a meditation, meaning we heighten our awareness, we heighten our consciousness, and that is a great ability to connect more to self-realization. Yeah, so it's interesting when you say that, that everything is a meditation. You know, you can dry your dishes or you can make your bed or you can pick up your clothes and you can do it in a rhythm that does have a meditative quality, correct? Absolutely. You know, and I'd love to share with people, when I was a young girl, I used to ask my mother for the vacuum cleaner because I loved vacuuming my room. And when I go back in my mind to that time, what was it that I loved so much about it? I was so hypervigilant and focused on cleaning my carpet and really loving the sound of the vacuum cleaner and watching the way my carpet would move, the fibers of the carpet would move and what it would pick up. I was fully present, I was fully aware, and I was really involved in what I was doing. And that's the beauty of meditation is that we can apply that to everything, washing dishes, vacuuming, uh, walking, eating. You know, I I just recently had a day called Living a Mindful Life. I do a Living a Mindful Life series. I've done it as as a workshop. And really what it means is how do we plug mindfulness into everything we do? And we can plug it into an awful lot. It also, I find when I am more mindful, my life feels richer because I'm with you now and I'm getting the most that I can now instead of, well, I'm with you, Aura, but I'm thinking about, oh, can I do this? How much do I have to do when I get home? I've got to get ready for tomorrow. Then I'm missing my time with you. Absolutely. And we miss out on so much when we're not in present moment awareness. And I talk about that a lot in the book in that, you know, we oftentimes wander. I think there was a Harvard research with a statistic of almost 50% of the time our mind wanders. And where it wanders to is, I say, two time frames that don't exist, the past, which has come and gone, and the future. And it's true, when we're in present time, even if, you know, you and I are obviously in this conversation together, but how often are we present with someone kind of, or not really, and we're already thinking about what's going to happen next. Oh, what's going to happen later? What am I going to have for dinner? Who's going to walk in the room that's more interesting than the person that I'm speaking with right now? It's amazing to me how much we allow ourselves, and this is a choice, by the way. These are choices that we have. How we allow ourselves to be taken out of the moment by our own mind and mindfulness is the very tool that keeps us present and keeps us aware of when we're about to slip out of the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have some things that in your book that you talk about in terms of what a daily mindfulness practice helps you with. One is connecting to your authentic self. What do you mean? I use mindfulness as the tool to connect to who we really are. 
And the reason why I coupled it together is that when we're really present with ourselves, we have a heightened awareness of how we're acting, what we're saying, what we're doing, and who are we in the moment with another. And it helps us know whether or not we're faking or we're pretending or we're, you know, putting on a persona a persona or an identity, you know, thinking we have to be something in order to be liked, loved, or accepted. So the authentic self is the true essence we are. It's our, it's our true nature, which can also be called the Buddha nature, meaning who are we, the, the pure, true essence of our beingness and how we came into the world. Now, obviously, the life path can take us far away from who we really are because of all the expectations, demands, and stresses that are placed upon us or that we place on ourselves. So the authentic self, again, is the true self. It's the who's the real aura. Do you know who who's the real us? Who are we and are we being real in the present moment? Well, I think that goes along with two others that you have here, that it serves as an inner barometer and also helps us look within. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of part of what you were just saying. Absolutely. Yes, it is like an inner barometer. You know, it's like a GPS, I feel, like a GPS for the soul. You know, I I can't extol the benefits enough of what mindfulness brings into our life. That awareness becomes so helpful for us because oftentimes we are not happy being who we think we have to be and imposing these expectations on ourselves to think that we have to do that to get something. So mindfulness is this real sharp awareness of self. You know, again, it's being in the present moment with total awareness, being present and aware of not only ourselves, but everything and everyone around us. And it sharpens Uh, our senses. Our senses are much more alive. There's another one you have on here that I think is very important that I know I have a strong one of these, and it's called our inner critic. Mm -hmm. And you say that when we practice mindfulness, we're not a harsh critic, but we're instead a constructive advisor. Mm Mm-hmm. Because much of our inner talk begins with I can't or I won't or I'll never or I'm not. And you're saying that mindfulness will help to quiet that inner critic. Absolutely. And I think that's such an important point because, first of all, we all have an inner critic. You know, we're a, lot, we're a lot more similar than we are different. We all have the inner critic to varying degrees. And what mindfulness does is it, it keeps you aware of that voice. And if or when it starts to get negative or super critical, and it can get really downright critical, we become aware of it and go, ah, there I go again. I'm being critical of myself. I'm being hard on myself. Let me change that out. You know, let me, you know, I have something in my first book, Says Who, called Release and Replace. Let me release that negative or critical thought with a positive counterpart. And you can't really do that unless you're onto yourself. Well, how are we onto ourselves? We are aware and we're present enough to be aware of how we're behaving and how we're thinking. Yeah, so true. Another one you write about is that it helps you, mindfulness helps you process pain. Explain that one. Well, you know, pain we know is not comfortable. And I love the Buddha quote, you know, uh, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. Do you know? And it's how we really are going to be with our pain. We can react and 
you know, increase our pain by being in reactive mode about it. We can drop into all sorts of ideas about ourselves when we're in pain or suffering. When we have a, an awareness of the pain, we acknowledge that we're in discomfort. We acknowledge that we're in pain. We then help ourselves move through it with a mindful, aware, of a mindful awareness of how to do that. And that could mean something as simple as, you know, I'm, I'm really suffering right now. What can I do that, that might make me feel better or can soothe me? You know, maybe being around friends that can be loving and supportive is something that I can reach out for. Maybe taking a hot, warm bath is something that's going to make me feel good. You know, it helps us solve our problems better. That's what I really also love about mindfulness. It makes us good problem solvers. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we will be coming back with Aura Nadrich. And she's the author of this wonderful new book, Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. And when we come back, we'll talk more about what mindfulness can do for us. We'll also do, she'll explain one of the exercises that we can do and how, um, you know, how we can focus on our own breath. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We are America's Voice. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, how do you fix things? Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk Radio on Voice America Variety. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com 
Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. My guest is Aura Nadrich. She's the founder and president of the Institute for Transformational Thinking, and she's the author of the new book, Live True, a mindfulness guide for authenticity. Aura is a certified life coach and mindfulness teacher, and she specializes in transformational thinking, self-discovery, and mentoring new coaches as they develop their careers. Her contact information is the IFTT.org, T-H-E-I-F-T-T.org. Welcome back, Aura. Hi, Patricia. Yeah, good. All right. Um, We're talking about what mindfulness does for us in terms of helping us process pain, uh, understanding and quieting our inner critic, helping us look within, serving as our inner barometer, helping us really get in touch with our authentic selves. And with that comes that sense of wholeness, right? It helps us connect to the whole part of who we are. And so explain that a little more. Well, again, it really helps us connect to ourself, what I call the core, you know, the authentic self, the true essence of who we are, because we're present. And when we're present and practicing mindfulness, we're aware of keeping ourselves present. And I know we talked earlier about the inner critic. You know, we become so much more aware of how to stay present in a way that serves our well-being. And it isn't about, you know, allowing the inner critic to run wild in our mind. So what that does is we start to see a difference in our connection to ourselves. We become much more accepting. We become much more discerning. We are more inclined to uh, appreciate ourselves and others. You know, I list so many of the benefits to being in the present moment in the book as well as the detriments of not living in the present and, right. you know, being inclined to go into the future. So, you know, really it, as I say, supports who you are in the present. And it, you know, for me, I feel like it just gives us permission to just be who we are and let go of who we're not. And I also yes. say it's a lot harder to be who you're not than who <laughs> you are. I also find something interesting that when I'm in the moment with you now, I I don't have the self-consciousness I might have before. You know, when you're thinking about, well, should I say this or shouldn't I say? I mean, you're right. You're no. right there with you. It, there's almost like an in syncness, like yes. I'm in sync with you. Yeah, it's very and interesting, and it does. It, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what no, I that's find. Right. Let's talk about some yeah. things people can do. I know that you have meditations for being in the now, and, and they, you know, they takes a while. So what are some things people can do? There are some meditations in your book, correct, that people can use? But I, what are some yes. simple things? Can they just take, you know, three deep breaths, or should they just walk out and smell the fresh air? What would you suggest? You know, there's so many things to do, but what I really like to encourage is to start your day connected. In other words, what we're talking about, you know, connecting to the core, the essence. And, you know, oftentimes we wake up and we jump out of bed. You know, we're, we're pretty hurried and busy people, and this is what you want to counter it with by practicing mindfulness so that you don't just rush out of bed. Now, look, we're busy people. I get that. And we're sometimes needing to be somewhere pretty quickly. But the very first moment that you can really connect to self, the core essence of you, 
is take that minute or two when you open your eyes before you jump out of bed. That, to me, is a golden moment because if we can just even, like, take a couple of breaths in the moment to recognize that you woke up, you're breathing again, which means you're alive, and what it does is it brings up gratitude. And if you can start your day from a place of gratitude, you're already ahead of the game. So I really encourage that, and that if you're going to start to do things like you know, go into the shower or get ready, try and practice mindfulness with those things. You know, when you read the book and you get more versed in the practice of mindfulness and staying present, you start to, you know, really apply it to just about everything like taking a shower. You're really mindful of being present in the shower, not rushing through washing your hair or washing your body. And again, I get it. Sometimes you're going to be hurried. But be aware with the, you know, cognizant awareness of I'm, I'm hurried, but I don't want to rush to the point where I might put myself in danger. You know, a lot yeah. of people don't realize that we put ourselves in danger a lot of the times by rushing. You can yes. trip and fall and bang into yeah. things. Happen, and, happens all the time. Yeah. Happens all the time. My question is about taking cleansing breaths and deep breaths. I know sometimes when I talk about stress management, you know, if you're in a stressful situation, walking outside and just taking a couple of deep breaths, which changes your focus. What do you think? I'm a big fan of taking the breath. And that as a mindfulness meditation teacher, clearly I'm able to guide people that in a formal meditation. But in a non-formal meditation, meaning, you know, being out in the world, you can use the same breath exercise whether you're in your car, you're sitting at your desk at work, you can do it anywhere at any time. And what it means essentially is to stop and take a couple of deep breaths in and out. And another really simple breathing exercise that I'm really fond of is the counting breath, which means that you count in on the inhalation, one, two, three, four, one, exhalation, one, two, three, four, two, inhalation, one, two, three, four, three, exhalation, one, two, three, four, four. Got and it. Just as I'm doing that with you, I can feel a calmness, you know, because the breath is the great anchor, and it immediately brings you back into the awareness of anchoring yourself, centering yourself, grounding yourself. And can you imagine we have this amazing gift called the breath? We can use it, as I said, anytime, anywhere. So, you know, one of the things you talk about in your book is is raising your own consciousness challenge. Would some of those things involve what you have talked about today? Just, you know, washing the dishes and, and being mindful or taking a shower and really being there. Is that part of, of raising your consciousness aura? Absolutely. You know, and by the way, I say have fun with us. Get creative. You know, I don't want people to feel like, oh, my God, this is so serious and so hard and they have to, you know, jump through hoops in order for this to work. That's not true at all. I really want to demythicize that in that everything you do, you can apply mindfulness to, as I've said. So, yes, washing ourselves, the way we're eating our breakfast, the way we're talking to our loved ones from the minute we wake up in the morning, are we rushed? Are we not looking them in the eye? Are we leaving the house and not even having that momentary connection with a loved one? Do you know I also have something in the book called Mindfulness Repair? Because oftentimes we're really not present in our actions and in our behavior. And if we can catch it, the sooner the better, the more we can know not to do that next time. 
So this is, you know, we're a work in progress. Mindfulness is a wonderful skill to develop and to strengthen, and the more you use it, the better you get at it. Yeah. One of the things I love in your book is at the end of each chapter, you have meditations for that. So, for example, the present, staying present, you'll have meditation. Emotions, you'll have a meditation. Um, Knowledge, there's a meditation. Behavior, living, love, there's a meditation for love. Mm -hmm. And it just explains how you close your eyes and you're aware of everything around you. You put your focus on your breath. You take breaths in and out. You say, love is in my heart. I choose love always. And you repeat it and repeat it. I mean, that's the, you know, the very condensed version. But these are things that are very easy to do. It's not, I think people are afraid of meditation because they think that they're going to have to sit on a mountaintop and erase all their thoughts. And it's almost impossible unless you're a yogi to erase all your thoughts. That's absolutely true, and these are self-imposed, you know, expectations, and, and it couldn't be further from the truth. Meditation and mindfulness, we're living in, you know, the 21st century, and you don't have to be, think you have to be a Buddha to do that, or a monk, or you have to, you know, sit on a yoga mat or a meditation pillow and chant and light incense and sit in the lotus position, which is hard for just about anybody. You know, I, as I said, you can sit quietly for 10 minutes, close your eyes and focus on your breath. That is a meditation. I'm not trying to have people take shortcuts, but I'd rather people feel that this is something they can do rather than to think they can't do it unless they adhere to these rules and regulations and meditation. That is not true. There are so many ways that we can connect to self, that we can connect to the breath, that we can quiet the mind. And by the way, even in a full formal meditation, you can't force yourself to stop thinking. That's not real. We think between 40 and 70,000 thoughts a day. What meditation does is it quiets the mind. It relaxes us. It helps us become more aware of the busyness in our mind, and we start to really lower our blood pressure, our heart rate, and the next thing we know, we feel relaxed and our mind is less busy. Absolutely. You know? So, we have a couple minutes left. What would be your closing thought about how we can shift our consciousness and that not only can we do that, but when we do it, it actually helps other people around us? You know, I really want to encourage people, which is really why I wrote this book, Live True, is that this is something that each and every one of us can do. We can change our life by changing the way we think, and we can raise our you know, consciousness by heightening our awareness of the way in which we are behaving and acting and everything that we've talked about thus far. So, you know, begin today. I want to encourage everybody to, you know, begin at their own starting point and that it's something that you can do. And, and even if that means finding time in your day to focus on your breath or sit quietly, that will start to heighten your awareness and raise your consciousness. And when you start to do that, by the way, people will notice it. And you become the example. And, you know, I love the Gandhi quote, be the change you wish to see in the world. And it starts with each and every one of us. Do you know? And it's like the rippling effect. It's like the domino effect. The more conscious I am and what I say in the book, what I do with my today and what you do with your today, and imagine that rippling out into the world. If everybody made those changes, we would have a much more conscious world, wouldn't we? Yeah, we really, really would. 
Well, it's been wonderful to have you on the program, Aura. How can people find you and tell us about your book, where they can find it, and also about any workshops that you do? Thank you, first of all, Patricia, for having me. I really enjoyed being here with you today. Thank you. They can go to my website, auranadrich.com is the easiest way. Um, There is a calendar on there of all the events coming up and uh, any book signings that I have throughout the year. And um, I do have workshops that are, are going to be coming up. And so just really tune into that, and it will tell you everything that I'm doing. And if you happen to be in the Los Angeles area, another thing I want to say is that I have a, a thought coach certification training program, which I did last year and was wonderfully successful. And I had international people from all over the world that became certified thought coaches. I'm going to be having the program live again on my website in May. So please stay tuned for that. That's wonderful. And they can log on. Tell us your website again. Auranadrich.com. And as far as Live True, you can order that on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, You know, I would love for people to order it and begin their mindfulness journey, which is life-changing. All right. Thank you so much for being on the program. Auranadrich. And again, the name of her book is a wonderful name, and it's called Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. Thanks, Aura. Stay on the line for a minute. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you again. All right. Uh, That wraps up this half hour. We have another program coming up right away, so stay tuned right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. 